The interstate shutdown for 24 West at Germantown Road has been canceled following a forecast of heavy rain for Saturday. The work will reportedly be rescheduled. The planned closure for 9 p.m. tonight is no longer in effect. Russell Stroud, Nuggle Radio News Talk, 927 Action News. Now. What the hell is that? This is the Stone on Air Radio Show. What would you say you do here? I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. What's your deal, man? Yes, my name is Brian. Stone on Air on Nuga Radio 92.7. Oh, I assure you, I don't like your generation either. It's not just mine. At least it's Friday, right? Plenty of rain in the forecast. I'm not even mad about it, bro. Because it's been so nice in the month of April. It is hashtag 423 day. April 23rd. This is the flagship of the Stone On Air podcast, Nuga Radio 92.7 in Chattanooga, Tennessee, or anywhere in the universe at stoneonair.com. All right. <clears throat> my, um, my motivation has changed a little bit in the last couple of minutes. I'm, I'm going to try to not let that derail me. Keon Rose here with me as well. Let me put it together. I've got plenty of audio for you. Anybody who's listened to the podcast with regularity over the last three to four years knows I always get excited to play with audio. It's it may I believe it makes for a fun, free flowing. Depending on the subject matter, usually a, 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 I just think it adds a lot to a to a show to a radio show. Um, you you know some might agree with that, they might not. But uh, so a little bit of a um, kind of screwing around, not not a bunch, but a little bit was the initial idea I, I i do plan on still getting to to it all three pieces of audio for you here at the tail end of the show uh the first segment i should say in uh, about uh, eight minutes or so from right now the got to be kidding thing the realest thing the coolest thing and then we'll talk uh the uh the summit the via zoom with world leaders climate change and all that in the second segment of the show and then i have a handful of headlines that i've written down to myself over the course of the wall street journal and the Chattanooga Times Free Press. Uh, that's where I generally get most of my information from. Uh, both pay accounts. One I bootleg into. I'll let you guess which one it is. And the other one I actually pay for. And basically they're all headlines I've written down. Because I've been at home for the last two days. Since you last heard me on the air. I have been at home ever since until 20 minutes ago. Uh, quite literally the car hasn't moved. And it's been nice to a certain degree, a little lethargic to, to a certain degree too, but, um, cause I'm off the day job this week, but so I don't have a printer at the house. So I have to write everything down. So the last segment, I'll probably just touch on a bunch of these headlines. We'll see. I'm not exactly sure as it gets to the end, but that's, that's the idea anyway. Um, I couldn't help, but notice, uh, and, and I'll now do some commentary on this here for a minute, I guess, because I can't help myself as I have so many things I could touch on, but I'm not going to. I want to do this real quick. So this this girl gets shot 
in um in Ohio and I, I she's a sixteen year old girl you guys were talking about at the end of the show, Keon, uh, with Jeff and Jen and um and Russell and I, I caught the tail end as I, I was on my way in. And the, the phone call that you guys took at the end of the show is why I don't want to take a lot of phone calls. It didn't offer anything to to it uh, in, enhance the the conversation. Oh, how many unarmed black people were killed last year? Take a guess, everybody. Like trying to be like gotcha guy. Like oh, it was like five hundred. Or you know, he's just trying to be he, that, right as as though the number of. Of people was already not too many. Yeah, one is too many. Thirteen, thirteen. Like no, nobody, hey, regardless was, of race, ought to be killed by the police at was, all. Hey, it was only thirteen poor black men without a gun in their hand. Who really cares, right? That's that's too often what we get from numbnut, dullard, podunk white people. Certainly here in the South. Well, George Floyd, you know, he's done drugs and stuff. You know, yeah. Not really that big a deal, right? Like that's you. Get, that's it's too often. It's it's it. It makes me so mad, and that's why I'm not going to take. I'm even if you can get because Jeff's so good at interacting with calls, and you can have one of those you know back and forth arguments. Man, that's just not what I'm. I don't, I don't put all my time and effort into a radio show to let you call in and say something so stupid like that. So, you guys ended the show with that with this this girl. She was 16 years old. I guess there was a. It was a. We're not entirely sure, but there was knives involved, dangerous situation, and a, and a and a police officer kills one of them. And LeBron James. Well, I'll get to that in a second, but that's the gist of it, right? Because mm-hmm. I have not I have not read all these stories. And we were just off the air talking about it. it's. It's impossible for me to think that a grown ass white or black man or woman with a gun and a badge can't defuse a situation. Involving teenagers without somebody ending up dead. I just, I, it's impossible for me to think that that can't, that that can't be handled differently. Yeah. I mean, uh, and part of it is, I mean, you, you look at the video and it seems pretty cut and dry. I haven't but, seen the video. Just um, everybody knows. Uh, I, I've been ha- tr- having trouble wrapping my head around it. I know, I know Jen has too uh, on, on the morning show where you just go like, surely there must have been something. And, and, I just, don't, how, what, what, don't you think this just popped in my head, especially if you're dealing with idiot kids? My God, a 16 year old has a brain that doesn't work. If you just shot a bunch of fire, fired the gun up into the air, you don't think that that might. Oh, my God, there's gunshot and they might just scatter. I don't know. I'm speculating. I can't tell you what would. I, why does somebody have to be dead every time a gun fires? Well, first of all, because they're freaking deadly and guns kill people. Sorry that guns don't kill people, people kill people, people. But guns kill people. Why, why does somebody always have to die? You get shot in the foot, you don't necessarily die. I don't know. Again, I, my mood changed quickly when I walked into the, into the, the door today. <sighs> All right. Um, and what really got me going here was um, Jay Greason writes for the paper, uh, I've met the man. Um, I'm sure he's a fine stand-up, you know, dad, brother, friend, whatever. He's got a whole thing here blasting LeBron James, who posted a tweet, which I have actually seen. It's been deleted since. I hate people. Don't tweet and delete. Just leave it out there. We're all going to see it anyway, especially if you're LeBron James with 50 million Twitter followers. But this um, 
this officer, he put a, posted a picture that says, your next accountability. And Jay Greason just losing his white mind over this. Like, this is the most irresponsible tweet that somebody could have put out there. I could read it, but I'm not going to. If you want to go, you know, pay two bucks for the Times Free Press. It it wasn't inciting, inciting violence. It wasn't it, your next, like you're dead next. It's your time in court is next. And he just spends five, six, seven paragraphs about how this is so irresponsible and the court system and the justice system, like LeBron James has anything to do with that. It's just, it, it, people's perspective on things and the way they think that, you know, shut up and dribble stuff. You, you shut up and dribble. Greason, you shut up and dribble. Dumb white guy over here, you you shut up and swing the bat. You can say whatever, you can do whatever you want. You can scream on Twitter and Facebook all day long, but as soon as somebody of prominence does, somehow that's a problem. Funny how that works. You can do it. Now, nobody cares what you think. That's the, that's the big difference. Yeah, there, so it's a little bit of projection going yeah, on. Yeah, there's not a single person that cares what you think. But, the, yeah, the shut up and dribble guy, I, I can't do it. And and Greason used to be on the radio here in town. Luckily, he's not anymore. Um, all right, so I um I'm 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 I've been I've been drawn off sides a little bit today. <laughs> I I jumped off the line a, a little bit, and I apologize for that. So let's do uh, this, Keon. If you got it cranked up, I've got uh, three pieces here that I I actually like all three of these. This is gonna one will be fun for sure. Um, this is the got to be kidding thing. All right, I found this on Twitter or on uh, TikTok. It's remarkable, and it's why I have I, the anti-vaxxers. I'm not with you, but I can identify with you because I have trouble trusting people, and sometimes I have trouble trusting doctors. This is the got-to-be-kidding thing on New Radio 92.7. How often does your job call you out of bed in the middle of the night? Well, if you were a doctor, it would be often, and generally there isn't much time to spare. Coffee, doctor? Oh, fine. Have a camel with your coffee. Thanks. You know... This night work's kind of rough, isn't it? That's right. But a camel's always a pleasure. Yes, folks, the pleasing mildness of a camel is just as enjoyable to a doctor as it is to you or me. In a nationwide survey, doctors in all branches of medicine were asked, what cigarette do you smoke, doctor? The brand named most was camels. Tens of thousands of doctors, general practitioners, surgeons, specialists, doctors in every branch of medicine were included. And according to this nationwide survey, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. Try camels yourself, the cigarette so many doctors enjoy. So a 1950s campaign, marketing campaign with camel and uh, uh, participating physicians (laughs) spend a minute telling you how they all smoke camel cigarettes. I don't distrust science, but I do believe that medicine... And science changes regularly. And doctors told you to smoke cigarettes in the 1950s. Doctors told you to drink more Coca-Cola in the 1920s. Um, because Coca-Cola was a tonic. It was a, a, a potion healing tonic. So, yeah. Maybe they don't know if these vaccines are all that good. I'm not trying to make a greater point. I'm just trying to say it's difficult for me to trust anybody much of the time. Uh, this is today's realest thing. It is, as always, oh, mostly realest thing. George W. Bush on with CBS in the last couple of weeks. 
You saw the assault on the Capitol on January 6th. Yeah, it made me sick. It's like I couldn't believe it. Neither could you. Most Americans are sitting there going, what the hell's going on? You know? And it was a, a terrible moment in our history. And it's, it's going to be a part of our history. I've been watching all the prosecutions and stuff. And, you know, I think people deserve to be busted. Uh, and it looks like the government's going after them. And uh, I'm not going to cast blame. I know what your next question is. I'm going to let it go. But uh, it, it was disgusting. Why not cast blame? You know, you're trying to guess the motivations of, you know, riled up people. History's going to assess the blame when time goes on. Uh, there, there'll be more data coming out. But one thing is for certain, it's just a sorry chapter, sorry moment, really sorry. You know, this sends a signal to the world that, you know, like we're, we're no different. Talk to me uh, or rewind and talk to me in 2003, 2005. Hell, 2000, the year 2000, 2007, 2008. And fast forward to now, and to think that I would say, God, I miss George W. Bush. Man, I miss a lot of the Bush family. I really do. I would have said, you're a damn liar. I'll punch you. I'll fight you. There's there's no chance I'll ever say a kind word about that man. That's how that that's the realistic nature <clears throat> of where we're at politically in the political entertainment complex. Damn it, man. I miss George W. Bush. This is uh, from the from the guy who on TikTok who brought you how to make a red hot chili pepper song in 30 seconds. This is how you make a rage against the machine song in 30 seconds. We'll call it today's coolest thing. How to make a rage against the machine song in under 30 seconds. First, you need drums. <laughs> Then bass. Then guitar. Make sure you add a bunch of special effects. Then you read the Communist Manifesto. I'm the homeless. I'm the poor. I'm the homeless. I'm the poor. Rally where the families are pocket the more. I'm the homeless. I'm the poor. Rally where the families are pocket the more. If you don't know who Rage Against Machine is, then I don't think you would be listening to this show. I thought that was fantastic tiktok the social media that just keeps on giving uh my name is brian he is keon this is the flagship for the stone on air podcast 92.7 nougat radio in chattanooga tennessee the uh there was a climate summit held yesterday with world leaders via zoom got some audio from not that but talking about well a little bit from it and just discussing that and climate change all the way around is Yesterday was Earth Day, just another one of the good days that seemingly is every day of April, at least from my perspective and in my world. Even with rain coming in this weekend, it's still a fantastic Friday. Hang tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Stone on Air radio show. On Nuga Radio 92.7. The United States sets out on the road to cut greenhouse gases in half, in half by the end of this decade. That's where we're headed as a nation. And that's what we can do if we take action to build an economy that's not only more prosperous, but healthier, fairer, and cleaner for the entire planet. You know, these steps will set America on a path of net zero emissions economy by no later than 2050. But the truth is, America represents less than 15% of the world's emissions. 
No nation can solve this crisis on our own, as I know you all fully understand. All of us, all of us, and particularly those of us who represent the world's largest economies, we have to step up. Welcome back in. Happy Friday. I can kill cousin God I trust. It's evolution, baby. It's Pearl Jam, a song basically about primarily men in America, but people across the world destroying the earth. It's herd behavior. Uh-huh. It's evolution, baby. Welcome back in. It is Nuga Radio 92.7, the flagship of the Stone On Air podcast. <clears throat> that was President Biden, uh, clearly, as you already know, on the front end of, uh, of the rejoin from the climate summit yesterday. Via Zoom meeting, and I think virtually every uh, major world leader was on this uh, this this Zoom call. And um, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too crazy on all this, but I I think it deserves a few minutes uh, on uh, the day following Earth Day. I would have done it yesterday. I didn't have a radio show yesterday. I was in bed all day yesterday. And Earth Day is a day that I I I like, and I minorly celebrate because it falls in the hashtag best month ever really it is uh this this year has been a very needed reminder for me that april is so damn important for me to recharge and to refocus and to um just re-energize after the doldrums of the winter this has been my life my whole life, my whole adult life. And it works almost every time, except it didn't last year. It actually spun everything out of control even worse. And that, that's that's not a unique story to me. Likely had the same scenario. This year has been a bounce back. It's been fantastic. Weather's been gorgeous. And it was Earth Day yesterday. And I am not a super environmentalist. I am not. I I. I the plight of the uh, the environmentalist activist i get i i i believe in generally speaking some of them go a little crazy and make the ones that are doing good work look bad like the ones in dc yesterday with i don't know if you saw this Keon, but the uh the wheelbarrows of feces of manure that they were going to dump on the in front of the white house because of the bs they, as they were saying uh, climate initiatives. Okay, those people can take it to the house. Like I don't need. Why, you. Like, I don't understand what point that makes that anyone is going to actually listen to, and that anybody's going to take seriously whatsoever. So yeah, those crazies kind of screw up. But that's true with every, that's true with every uh, activist that's that's got a, a, an agenda to push, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. There's always going to be a crazy. So anyway. Point being is, generally speaking, I'm on your side. But I, it on my list of things that matter to me, uh, from the desk of Brian Stone, and there's a fi- the, the the virtual filing cabinet, 
it's towards the bottom of the files of where I'm going to spend a lot of my energy. Um, the uh, <clears throat> the closing down of the the XLR UB40 in excess the pipeline, whatever the hell it's called from from Canada into the United States. I understand why that was done. I understand why that was a a, a, a strong left agenda push. I, I don't quite understand why it was a day one thing with Biden. But I don't think I agree with it. I I don't I don't care enough to say I disagree or agree with it. There's just there's certain things I'm just not going to worry about. I with many topics I try to think what can you do? You meaning talking to myself, self, what can I do about this thing that I'm that I believe in? It's kind of like that rejoin I had from the family guy the other day. It was like, "Well, Brian, you think all these things and he was talking to the dog Brian whatever." you know, the self-righteous kind of thing. You think you're so worried about this homeless is this. What are you doing to help? What are you doing? You're, you're terrible. And I, it's, it's kind of true. A lot of us scream about stuff, but then we don't actually do anything. And when it comes to the environment, the only thing I know to do is recycle, reuse, restore and repurpose everything and anything that I can. First of all, I like that lifestyle. It's not a chore for me. I like it. I like to see my garbage can never fill up. I like to, what I jokingly, but kidding, not kidding, say I'm the best recycler in the world. I have the cleanest, driest, most perfectly recycled bin you've ever seen. If I'm walking around down the street and I see garbage on the ground, you know, I mean, if it's a pile of it or whatever, maybe nothing. But if, you know, there's just stuff on the ground, I'll pick it up and throw it in the garbage can. You know, that that's what I can do to help the environment. I can't do anything about gas pipelines. I can't do anything about carbon emissions and the fossil fuel industry. I do like the idea of of innovation into the clean energy uh, environment world. I uh, renewable, all this stuff. I'm for it. What what the the pushback is normally is that this is just costing money and it's not actually doing anything other than you know, bringing in different sources of energy. Well, lot, the idea is that this this creates jobs. Does it actually? I don't know. I've got three pieces of audio I'm going to get to you here for just a minute that I pulled from CNBC last night just as I was watching the night news and cooking dinner. Get to that in two seconds. But there's also two different things we people tend to confuse. Throwing garbage in on the ground is just being a jerk. That's not really polluting. Right, throwing throwing your trash out the window of your car driving down the road is really just being an a hole, and just you know throwing garbage on the ground. That's not really polluting. Uh, polluting is where we end up. Somehow we get our oceans and our seashores filled up with garbage and and fossil fuels and and the emissions. That that's the real pollution. So me helping up by picking up some garbage on the ground and doing some recycling isn't helping all that much. Certainly not hurting anything. But it's not really helping all that much. But that's all I can do myself. I can't do a whole lot other than that. This is from CNBC last night. It's Shepard Smith um, talking about the Earth Day Summit with the world leaders via the Zoom call yesterday on New Radio 92.7. President Biden made a big pledge to them to cut greenhouse gas emissions in the United States by half by the end of the decade. We heard some big promises from other world leaders as well. The president of Brazil vowed to eliminate illegal deforestation. But skeptics point 
that there's destruction of the Amazon rainforest that's been exploding under his watch. Canada, one of the world's leading producers of oil, promised to cut emissions by up to 42% by the end of the decade. It's not just the environment at stake. Today, the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin called climate change an existential threat to national and global security. As the Arctic melts, extreme weather ravages Central America and droughts dry out Africa. A few minutes after Shepard opened with his segment, he talked to uh, Shannon Pettypiece. She is one of the White House correspondents for uh, NBC. And she was discussing, where, can the, after talking to people involved, can the rest of the world actually trust us? And with this summit, trying to show that the U.S. doesn't only just want a seat back at the table, they want to take on a leadership role. And of course, that comes after four years of retrenchment under the Trump administration. Now, world leaders have been a bit tepid about having the U.S. back as a partner because of this concern. We're going to get into another series of whiplashes between administrations and this question about whether the U.S. can be depended on. But of course, getting a warm welcome, at least for today, here's the president of the European Commission. Thank you again, President Biden, for this meeting. It is so good to have the U.S. back on our side in the fight against climate change. Together, we can go faster and get further, and together we will win the future. See, I, I, I get all that. Like, hey, are we just going to do this like every four years? You're going to jump in, we'll do a bunch of administrative paperwork, we'll all get this Paris Agreement going again, and then, oh, we'll rip it out from behind. You know, like, <laughs> just kidding. And I could see why the rest of the world might be like, Y'all sure about this? Y'all really going to actually do this? It's Nuga Radio 92.7. This is uh, Mitch McConnell at the, um, in the Senate chambers yesterday, actually being a little bit more reasonable than I would have expected on Nuga Radio 92.7. Remember, revoking permitting for the Keystone XL pipeline and killing thousands of jobs was a day one priority for this new administration. Now their so-called infrastructure plan would aim at completely decarbonizing our electric grid, which means hurting our coal and natural gas industries and putting good paying American jobs into the shredder, borrowing money in order to kill jobs. Now there's a concept, and their plan would thrust the West Coast obsession with electric vehicles onto the entire nation, onto rural school districts, onto industries, whether they like it or not. Yeah, typical old white guy Republican response, even though he's not entirely wrong. And I'm not saying every word he just said is wrong. But again, the idea isn't to get rid of a bunch of fossil fuel jobs and uh, coal jobs and then not replace them with renewable energy uh, careers and, and, and potential job market. Is, is it real? Does it, is it comparable? Is it, uh, it, does it work? Uh, hell, I can't tell you that. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, so I, I, I just don't, I just don't deep dive into this one because I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it is as profitable as, as the left would have you believe. But here's what I don't understand is anybody who wants to argue that climate change and the environment being destroyed around us is not one of the most realist things out there. That Luckily, that argument is finally starting to fall off this just the dumbest question ever. I think, but thankfully, we don't hear it as much. Are are human beings responsible for the for the the destruction of the environment, for climate change, what used to be regularly referred to incorrectly as global warming? 
Is it a man-made problem? Are people doing this? Who, where did you come from? <laughs> How do you make logical, reasonable sense out of anything to have that kind of response to anything that involves environmental concerns? Are we destroying the environment? I don't know. Is the sun hot? Is the sky blue? But what other dumb questions do we need to answer here? Is it man-made? Oh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pet-made. It's our dogs and our cats. That are, what, I mean, I can't even come up with a good, funny joke kind of response to that. It's so asinine. Yes, we're destroying our environment. We're absolutely destroying it. Get yourself a fishbowl if you need to do a science experiment. Put the you know pH level wherever it needs to be, which is basically just water, and throw a goldfish in there. And then, I don't know, dump some whiskey in. I don't know, you got some motor oil? Dump that in there, too. What other toxins you got around the house? You got some bleach? Dump that in there, too. And see what happens to the environment of your, your little science experiment. I, spoiler alert, you're going to destroy it. And that's what we're doing to the, to, the, to the planet. It's not debatable. This isn't up for you and me to have a discussion about. But how, what we do about it, obviously, clearly, is something that we need to regularly discuss. But it's, once again, just like everything else in America, it's all driven by politics. And if you're a Democrat, you believe this. If you're a Republican, you believe that. But this idea that we're not destroying Amer- the, the country, the world, the universe is, <laughs> is laughable. All right, I'll clean up some things, hit on some uh, headlines, and wrap up the show, wrap up a week. Coming up next, it's New Radio 92.7 in the Stone On Air radio show and podcast. Over the past year, the COVID pandemic has prompted the medical establishment, the media, and the government to take a scared straight approach to getting the public to comply with their recommendations. Well, I'm from a different school. Give it to me straight, Doc, because in the long run, that always works better than you can't handle the truth. I get it. Doctors tell people lies because they don't trust you to finish the antibiotics after your dick starts feeling better. And media? Well, I think we all know if it bleeds, it leads. The more they can get you to stay inside and watch their panic porn, the higher the ratings. And politicians, they lie because it's their nature to cover their ass so they don't get blamed if things goes badly. And also to keep in practice. How's Bill Maher? Long segments on, um, from his show. Basically, the COVID lie—not that the whole thing's a lie, just a lot of the, a lot of the noise. Might play some more of that later on next week. Might not. I don't know yet. It's the Mad Season, the super group from the 1990s with Lane from Allison Chains, Mike from Pearl Jam, Barrett from Screaming Trees, and there was one other guy. And I don't remember where he came from, but uh, River of Deceit. 
And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that. <clears throat> I'm just going to kind of clean up a bunch of notes to self and a bunch of headlines that I've written down over the course of the last two days or so. First, I want to say thank you, Everness. They're a property management company. They are uh, on board with us here as uh, advertisers, and they are new to the area, Nashville and Atlanta. They have a lot of property they manage, and they're wanting to put Chattanooga in there as well. They have a local team that can help uh, keep the delinquency down around 1% for all their properties. They have no hidden management fees. Mention Nuga Radio, and you'll get the first month of management free. His name is John, and you need to call him at 454-3854-evernest.co. That's how you can get a hold of them. So a couple things from my front page here of my uh, my show sheet notes itself. Nightfall is back. That's not brand new news, but I just rem- remembered it last night. Starting June 4th, that's fantastic. Problem is, is I work in crappy Oolaw now, so that's you know a good 30 minutes away, and I don't usually get off work until nightfall starts. So not sure I'll make it to many nightfalls this year, but if you want to, you certainly can. Bonnaroo. Sold out. Tickets are gone. You want to go to Bonnaroo? You're going the secondary market. Um, I'm shocked by this. Maybe not shocked. Pretty damn surprised, though. Pretty surprised just based on the reality that we've lived in for the last year and a half. Does that mean they sold 80,000 tickets? I haven't gotten that that question answered yet. I, and I have the right people to ask, and they don't really know either. Bonnaroo is a, it's one of those anomalies that they can really keep their secrets hidden. I mean, in a world where everybody lies, in a world of, of hey, don't tell anybody this is just between you and me, and then now everybody knows, Bonnaroo does a good job of keeping it, keeping it locked up. So I don't know if that's 80,000 or 40,000 or 50,000, but all I know is there are no more tickets to be purchased. Uh, this day, one year ago, if I got this quicker, I saw it on the way out the door today. Uh, if I got this last night, I would have used it as one of the stupid audio pieces on the front of the show. This year, one year, this day, one year ago, Trump was doing the the White House presser with the disinfectant and the light and the injections, and then the the whoever she was to the right, looking like a hostage who couldn't say stop saying such. Asinine things. So that was one year ago. Man, what a difference a year makes. What a difference a year makes. Um, I'll probably spend some time on this on Monday. The liquor store locations here in East Ridge were uh, the bids or the, the winning bids were given out yesterday and the locations were announced. And I, I just saw it quick in a blurb. And I've lived here in East Ridge for forever, but I still have trouble when I hear uh, just addresses and landmarks, remembering exactly where that is because I don't exactly cruise up and down Ringgold Road very often. As a matter of fact, I try to never do it. So I'll look at that uh, a little closer on Monday likely, but very happy we've got liquor finally to be sold in the city of East Ridge. Hey, look, Ma, we're all grown up now. Look at that. After 100 years of incorporation as a city, finally sell a bottle of vodka or gin or whiskey or whatever you fancy. Uh, yesterday there was a bill in the house that, or in the Senate that passed almost unanimously for the, uh, Asian, uh, hate crime bill, something along those lines, uh, basically just protections for Asian Americans. 
It was 94 to 1, which means five people didn't vote, right? There's 100 senators to a, to a state. I'm remembering that correctly, right? It was 94 to 1, so five a-holes didn't even bother to vote, but one voted against it. And who was it? Who voted against it, Brian? I'll tell you. Josh Hawley, that jerk from Missouri who really is turning into, I, I wouldn't be surprised, this is the disciple of Trump. I've been saying this for two, a couple of years now, that regardless of what happens when Trump is out of office, whenever that might be, they're gonna, they're, there's going to be a groomed disciple that's going to be able to, to carry on that, that cult-like following. Will it translate to an entire you know, half of the voting electorate to vote for him? I don't know about that. We'll find out. But this might be the guy. This might be the guy, the one senator who who voted against it just because, eh, let's just be a jerk about it because that's what I am. And this is this episode of the Political Entertainment Complex, and Josh Hawley might be the next guy to step up and be the Trump guy. Let's take a look at what else here real quick and just random things that I've jotted down to myself on Nuga Radio 92.7. It is the Stone on Air Show. I am Brian. He is Keon. Just a couple minutes left here, and then off to a weekend. Tons of rain all week or all Saturday. All Saturday is a washout Saturday. So the I-24 work at the bridges at Germantown. I don't remember if it's two bridges or just the one. Anyway, the shutdown of I-24 headed towards the ridge cut that they did last weekend will not be happening this weekend. All day rain on Saturday. And then a gorgeous, wonderful, once again, sunshiny 70 degree Sunday, according to the forecast that I last saw which brings back the Chattanooga market on Sunday. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you. Normalcy. Order is being restored. Order is being restored. The Chattanooga market is back, and I am beyond excited about that. All right, some things here that are not – well, a couple of local things. Um, Hamilton County deputy charged with DUI over the court. You've heard that in Russell's uh, news updates that you've heard three times now in the last hour. Uh, Nicholas Monroe is his name. Five years for the County Patrol Division. It's nice to see that if you do wrong, that your own are gonna are gonna hold you accountable. So I'd call that not good for him, but good for the legal system. Chester Bankston, he is District Nine uh, County Commissioner. That's the Snow Hill, Collegedale, Harrison area. He is not running again in 2022. So that'll leave one spot open in the County Commission. So, see you later, Chester Banks, and he's moving to Florida from what I uh, saw. If I had a a, a printer at home, I would have printed this off because it was just too much to write down. So, I might, I'll look at this some next week because it involves actually a couple people I know. Uh, Tim Kelly announces leadership team from chief of staff to chief policy director to, you know, in charge of sanitation, you know, from I don't know if he's got every cabinet member filled yet but he has a lot of it filled he announced that over uh the last i almost said over the weekend i've, I've not been going to work so i feel i every day i can't quite figure out what day it is it feels like today's like monday almost um but uh i'll get that and talk more about that next week the gop the senator uh, the senate has passed a counter to biden's uh what is it i think it's over two trillion right two point something odd trillion uh, infrastructure plan 
Well, they have countered it with something that no Democrat is going to have any interest in looking at, I'm sure, with a $568 billion infrastructure plan. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with any kind of green initiatives, nothing that that goes towards any kind of climate issues, nothing that goes to any kind of renewable energy, which is what a lot of the uh, Biden plan is. It's one of those dog and pony shows. Next episode of the Entertainment Political Complex in America the GOP respond, you know, no, there's, 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 there's no chance that goes anywhere. And then I saw this, which I, I still have trouble understanding how social media makes money. I get how Facebook does it because they have billions of people and, and they're targeted ads and all those kinds of things. But Snapchat amongst all the social media is way up in usage over the last year. I mean, hell we're bored as hell. What's interesting is Social media interactions for me is is at a, 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 a bottom of the barrel that I've ever been. And I've been on social media. Very good chance I've been on social media longer than you. Because you're either older than me or too much younger than me to have the math to been on social media longer than I have. It was born when I was, you know, 20 years old, 19, 18, 19 years old. But Snapchat usage is up and their revenue rose 66% last quarter, yet they've still never turned a profit. They've still never made any money. And I just don't, I don't get that. I think TikTok might turn a profit. Facebook, I think, turns a profit. Twitter has never turned a profit. But then, I, I mean, how do you turn? Okay, fine. You got umpteen billion and countable jillion users. I don't pay any money to do that. I get it, ads, all that stuff, but it, how does that equal revenue and pro, or, or not revenue? I know it gets revenue. How does it get profit? Well, for some of them, it doesn't. And I like Snapchat, but it's stupid. That's for sure. Hey, thanks, Hemp House. Dwayne, uh, Casey, if you need CBD information, products, they're in North Shore, East Ridge, Ottawa. Hemp House chat with two T's.com. 771 Hemp. Thank you, Dwayne. Love you to death. Love all y'all to death, too. Thanks for listening. I got to go. Keon will be with you the rest of the day. Have a great weekend. Lots of rain tomorrow. Beautiful on Sunday. Enjoy it. See you later. Bye.